Hey everybody, welcome to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's Monday at 6 o'clock. It's time to get the Joke Workshop started. We have a lot of people on the list. That's super exciting and super great. And we want to remember people are getting four-minute sets, and we do four minutes of comments, and when you hear the horn... That means you have a minute. So, uh, hey, don't run the light. Um, if you're going to please, please give comments. The more you comment, the better this show is. Um, I had one of these crazy pro tabs by level, and I am high as fuck. So uh, pro tabs, yay, the Indica strain, 25 milligrams. They're little pills. God bless you, level, and all the good work you're doing. I am, woof. Uh, but if you're going to feed some, if you're going to give people comments, which I'm probably going to be super verbose tonight just because of this fucking great weed. Uh, but... Feed someone a shit sandwich, but make the bread taste good. So toast those buns, little mayonnaise in between, and don't be a dick. Uh, but hey, we're all here to help each other and be cool. The more you participate, the better it's going to be. Your first comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Shane Kenny. And we're back. Glad uh, we momentarily had the energy there. I know what you're thinking. The uh, band didn't work out, and now he's telling jokes. Let's be honest, I'd rather be hiding behind a guitar than my thoughts, you know. Um, This is cool. Welcome to Mutiny Radio, the boys and girls club for at-risk comedians. So... It's summer. Uh, I just finished up another semester of school, and uh, all joking aside, I study climate change, so uh, comedy isn't the most depressing thing I'm pursuing, but a close number two. It was fun, though, but I had this professor who was obsessed with tornadoes, and he would show us videos shot by tornado chasers who would sometimes get hit by tornadoes. Yeah, it's all fun and games chasing a tornado until it pops a U-turn and comes for your ass. But he would do this annoying thing where he'd ask the class, like, uh, what were these tornado chasers doing wrong? And my smart ass is sitting in the back of the classroom going, ooh, ooh, chasing a fucking tornado. For those of you who don't know what a tornado is, it's when God points at the Midwest with wind and goes, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, house by house. So, um, what else? Uh, I personal belief of mine is that I reserve the right to laugh at myself if the chaos that happens to me is funny from someone else's perspective. Um, last year I went to a tramp, uh, no, a parkour park with my friends and it was cool. Just trampolines and mats everywhere. And they had this high powered trampoline next to a two story ledge. All day long, I saw people jump off the ledge, bounce off the trampoline, and do cool flips. And my dumb ass thought, I'm going to go do that, and it's going to go as exactly as well. So I ran, jumped off this ledge, bounced off the trampoline, midair, went three feet to the right, and plummeted back to the earth and belly flopped the hard floor. Yeah, I was X Games Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, for the, the order of events was jump, bounce, splat. And the only way I could save pain and pride was I knew everyone saw that shit. Everyone saw me splatter on the floor, so they flipped me over and holding back my desire to cry, I was like, how funny was that? 
and everyone exploded laughing. I know this room does, isn't familiar with laughter at the moment, but everyone exploded laughing, and I was able to save a little pain and pride. All right, I'm Shane Kenny. That's my time. Shane Kenny, everyone. All right. Uh, so there's microphones around the room, and you find one and you say stuff. Um, I would say when you set up the fucking Midwest earlier, like, I think in order to make, like, the, the punch at the end with God swirling his finger on the Midwest, like, you have to give us a little bit of, like, why they're a shit bowl to begin with. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like, I didn't feel like you set up, like, let's shit on the Midwest, and then all of a sudden it was, like, that so I would set up something earlier about mm-hmm. the Bible Belt or about the place itself or yeah something or I don't I I'm yeah Hello? hey yeah yeah you bet yeah, yeah. I had yeah, I had exactly the same uh, idea actually about the midway. I, I thought maybe some specifics there, like maybe like I'm fucking sick of corn or something, you know, like some specific thing about this. He doesn't like the Midwest either. He's a coastal guy. I don't know, something like that. Um, it's it's weird to it's weird to see like comedians doing jokes and you're like I feel like all of the like all these would work in in a, in a certain environment so I feel like the writing good comedian no 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 like like I mean you came up with those jokes so <laughs> I would say the writings there maybe like work on the delivery but like yeah I could see you doing the exact same thing and it working so yeah that's what I was hoping for in my head aren't aren't we all <laughs> thanks the pin drop silence wasn't really what I was aiming for <laughs> it's hard and it's hard to go first and there's a big full room today too so it's a little intimidating but I thought I thought the punchline about the god and the swirling thing was great and I just like um figure out you've got the punchline now you got a something 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 there Yay! Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for Shane Kenny. <laughs> Moving right along, your next comedian. Get those notepads out and slap those meepaws together for Evan Montalongo. All right, what's up? What's up? Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm Evan Montalongo. Um, I'm from Texas, but I don't have a Texas accent, which bums people out sometimes. Um, But I'm a people pleaser, so I want to make everybody happy. So I'll tell you an old-timey cowboy joke in an authentic Texas accent. Here we go. ¿Cuáles son las vacas más perezosas? Vacaciones. I see a couple people here speak Texas. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, Dating down in the south is a little interesting. I was at the beach one time, and um, I saw this gorgeous woman, beautiful, drop-dead gorgeous. We meet, we're talking, we're hitting it off, we're flirting, things are going well. And then she takes off her t-shirt, and she's wearing a Confederate flag bikini. Have you ever been disappointed and horny at the same time? Kind of like how your parents felt when they went through your Google search history, kind of like that, a little bit. It's like, I didn't know what to do. It's very confusing for a liberal liberal guy because I didn't know which way to judge her, you know? It's like, do I keep spitting some game or do I start spitting some knowledge? It's like, uh, ooh, baby, I'm going to teach you a little lesson about the American Civil War. Um, I wanted to rip off her top for all the right reasons. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, I am uh, newly single, uh, which I got to say, 
I really think it's going to work out this time. Um, there's so many ways to be single now, and I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to learn. It's like, uh, what, what, is it, what is there? There's like polyamorous, which it sounds like you're into like plastics or parrots or something like that. Um, there's pansexual, which I'm pretty sure is like, what, you're into cookware? Is that how it goes? And then there's what I am, which is like, I want to have as many partners as I can and as little communication as I can, which I think in the sexual community is called being a dude, I'm pretty sure. All right. Um, oh, yeah, I'm a server. I work as a server. I wait tables, which is the ultimate test in patience. Uh, it's very hard to be nice sometimes. Like, I had somebody, for real, ask me, would I recommend the orange juice or the grapefruit juice? And it's like, have you ever had an orange or a grapefruit? They taste the same. They're just in liquid form. How do you be nice to that? I really don't know. Like, we all kind of relate because we're all trying up here, like, we're trying to be up here, like, make uh, people laugh. How do I not be an asshole to that person right now? I feel like this is maybe a better setting to be an asshole to that person because I, I have to make rent. You know, I can't, like, just be like, um... I couldn't say anything because I was just, I just wanted to be so mad. Um, that's why I'm bringing this up here because maybe you could fill in the end of that for me. Say what? Say both. Oh, both? Yeah, you want to do half and half? Um, that's pretty cool. Um, thank you. Um, guns kill people. I think finger guns kill first impressions. Okay. All right. That's good. A uh, little reaction there. Um, dabbing. You know what dabbing is? Not the weed thing. The uh, dance move. I feel like when you dab, you look like a Nazi that sneezed mid Heil. It's like very close. Very, very close. Um, all right, that's going to be it for me. Yay for Evan Montalongo. Well, I've heard most of your stuff before, and I find it very hilarious, but that finger guns I've never heard before, and you, I mean, that was great. That's a very, very funny one-liner. Fucking finger guns, that's great. Uh... I really like the the polyamorous uh, joke. I think it also sounds like you'd be into like uh, like some kind of math, right? Because like poly, like like geometry, right? Or Pokemon. It's like I'm really into Pokemon too, but like <laughs> my whole sexuality, dog, that's a little much. I don't know. I fucking love you. When you said I'm pretty sure that's called a dude, I was like, I swear to God, he's gonna say douche, and it's gonna be funny. Uh, maybe maybe like a like. Maybe, yeah. Um, I don't know. Try, try it out. Try them out. Try them out. That was my comment. That the the pansexual being cookware and the that being the description of just any guy. I I saw both punchlines coming. Yeah, yeah. I would say just disguise them a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. The Pansexual. It's funny. Yeah, you should know some types of pans too, like Keflon pans, yeah. like cast iron pans, or like, um, like there's all the different, you know, like there's like Williams Sonoma pans. Martha Stewart has a line of pans. Like a lot of different people have pan lights. Like Mario Batali has pans. I mean, if you're going to be pansexual, you might as well go to Macy's and do a little research. Uh, I, uh, I don't have anything like specific, but I think like uh, working the racist, like the Nazi dab thing into like a callback with the girl in the Confederate bikini be kind of funny. Like, you know, like do like a, yeah, like she's like thinks you're sick hiling when you do a dab and that's <laughs> cause you to fuck a racist, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think the, 
the dude thing just needs a little bit more of a punch, so just find the right word, like douche, asshole, whatever. Uh, for the, the grapefruit orange juice one, maybe you could be like, what do you recommend? None of them. You don't get any. Idiots don't get any whatever. <laughs> you get tomato juice. You get tomato juice, you asshole. No one likes tomato juice unless it has vodka in it. That. You could you could come at it differently. You don't have to be the one to realize it. You could be like, yeah, I asked this girl and she told me that that's called being a dude. <laughs> you know, something like that. Different lens. Uh, yeah, I have a suggestion for the orange juice joke. It's just like, yeah, what do you recommend? Uh, what do I recommend? Uh, that you leave. Like that's right. <laughs> For the hell of it, we're going back to the dude one. Maybe it'd be like, "That's what it. That's what's called having a penis." Like, just get really, really specific and anatomical with it. Like, almost like anti-comedy. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Clap your hands together for Evan Montalongo. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Moving right along, your next comedian. He gets better and better every time I see him. You guys are going to love him right now. Take notes. Pay attention, everybody. It's Pete Ballmer. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, here's a joke. What uh, sexual orientation is Jonathan? Pam sexual. All right, cool. We're going. Strap in, everybody. Jokes are going to be all afternoon. All right. Sweet. Uh, I'm talking about dude stuff as well. Uh, I live with three dudes, so my apartment is gross. Yeah. Uh, and just to be clear, one of them is a lady. I don't think that dude is a gendered term. I just think that being a dude denotes a certain sort of relaxed and carefree attitude towards certain parts of life. Like uh, one, uh, Jean, she's my, my female roommate. Uh, one time she ate part of a breakfast burrito, and then she left it on her bedside table for three months. And the moment that I walked in at the two-month marker and was like, whoa, Gene, that is, looks really gnarly. You should throw that away. And she just kept watching The Bachelor and said, no, it's okay. That was the moment she became a dude, you know? I, uh, I do think people need to chill out about germs, though, just like generally speaking, because what do we even really know about germs, right? All everyone knows is that they're everywhere, and also, if you eat too many of them, you get sick. And like, I don't know, it's 2019. If you get sick, you're not gonna die. All that means is that you get to cancel plans, skip work, and drink NyQuil, and those are my three favorite activities. And like, people, I think people get hypocritical. Like, people will trust the science, but they don't fucking know what's going on. People will be like, oh, religion, that's fucking stupid. Who would believe in a god that isn't really there? And then you'll drop a donut on the ground, and they'll be like, don't touch it. It's been five seconds. The invisible green glob monsters are all over it now. They're voiced by TJ Miller, and if uh, <laughs> you eat it, <laughs> they'll eat you from the inside. Eh, I'll work on that. I, uh... Something I do is I um, I have a hard time having like intense like emotional conversations. It's a tough thing for me to do. So something uh, coping mechanism I have is that I'll use humor to kind of lighten the conversation. And if anybody here can relate, yeah. Um, but of course, it isn't really effective. All it does is just kind of make the person I'm having the conversation with confused as to what I'm trying to say. Uh, so like one good example of this is uh, when I was in seventh grade, I had my first ever girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, I went home to tell my mom about it one day, but I was very nervous to tell her. So I did like a silly voice when I told her. I said, Mom, I have a girlfriend. And she said one of the worst things that a mother can say when you tell her about your first relationship, uh, which is... Seriously? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're dating now. It's pretty serious. Uh, 
I don't know. I feel like I can, I can recognize it in other people though. Like people do that all the time and you got to like pick up what people are trying to, you know, really hide when they're making jokes. Like I used to work on a golf course. I was a caddy. Those are the guys that carry the bags for the golfers because golf is a very hard sport and you need boys to help you with it. Um, and I was caddy for these these two guys one day, and uh, Theo and Bill. And uh, when they started, Bill went up and he hit his shot, and it didn't go that far. And Theo uh, came in with a little joke. He said, uh, "Nice one, Bill. What is your wife playing with us today?" Ah. Right? And I was like, all right, I don't know about that. Uh, and then he just kept going all afternoon. He'd be like, oh, nice put, Bill. Is, uh, is your wife putting with us? Like, oh, drinking Bud Light wine? What, is your wife drinking beers with us today? And at the end of the day, I was like, I think Theo is going through a divorce. <laughs> Seems like he wishes his wife would play with him a bit more. I don't know. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Pete Ballmer, everyone. Hey, I'm first I'm going to apologize. I, I honked too early, and I should have done it after the... I fucked you up. I'm so sorry. Oh, no worries. I, I have nothing else to say. Then. I appreciate it. Sorry about that. Um, but, hey, that... Um, I have a girlfriend. I would repeat that a couple different times. It's a really... Like, if you're in a room with lots of people, like, do it on one side, and then in the center, and then on the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, I And, like, like really, like, just fucking... And each time, like, make it, like... Like the same, but a little different. You know, it was yeah. a great act out. And then I think it'll punch harder with that. Yeah. And then also we get to see you be like, you're silly and fun and you're tall and funny looking. Not, I, I mean, am, in a good I'm, way. I mean, in the nicest way I can. Yeah. Like, it's fun when you get all like weird and big. Like, because yeah. you've got, no, like you've got big arms and no, stuff. No, no, and I, so I, like, you can. I yep. And my last thing is that um, there was a song in the 80s. Uh, Dude looks like a lady. Okay. Dana, Dana, Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> I think it was Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Aerosmith, but you, um, the dude is a lady. Like, you can even do like, like a crazy oh, oh I see what you're because saying. Oh, okay. there's a because yeah, yeah, yeah. your, your dude joke with the dude and a lady no yeah I just I thought and you it's just right me. it's right. an old Aerosmith song I'm sorry I'm cool. so old but yeah okay. yeah no it's a good song I'm, I'm aware <laughs> okay other people uh, plus one to Pam's point that you look like shit. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he gave me that feedback earlier. He's like, I have some feedback. You suck. I'm like, all right. Help. Um, no, it was, I really liked all those jokes. Uh, one thing I would like to hear is like, I want to know more about that burrito, dude. Cause oh, you walked yeah. in at the two month mark. Like what was going on in there? I had a descriptor. I meant to say this, like something about like moldy pile of chorizo and sour cream. I, I don't get, I don't get a thing, but okay. yeah. Yeah. I think just something like that will just help spark it because yeah. when you said you like walked in at the two month mark I thought we were going to get more because you just said it was gnarly it's like yeah for sure but yeah, I'm sure like, it what is. does that mean yeah no that's a good point and I, I meant to do that and I did not um, first off could you literally fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> okay that's my first advice this is fun yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love everyone you, yeah you, you, <laughs> <laughs> human abortion okay no no, no, no. um i would just say with the uh the bit where you're telling your mom you have a girlfriend yeah it's a little to me it's a little muddled the point of the joke because yeah. at one point you're like self-deprecating yourself yeah. but then your mom's not taking you seriously so it's like i think you kind of should pick maybe one way or the other if that makes sense where when you say i'm self-deprecating myself like what part of the what, when with your voice where you're like i have a girlfriend yeah like that and i actually did say yeah well, that, that's okay, but it just makes it it makes it a little unclear for the the sake of the joke. If you want us to feel, if you want us to be funny, that your mom doesn't take you seriously, you yeah. should be more serious. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think it's serious. Because if you're saying. you're kind of doing both. Yeah, because it's like then my mom burned me and I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like picture having a cake, 
and you're eating it. Oh. Okay, and then you're... Well, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like both of those at the same... Okay, okay. No, no, but but does that that kind of... Yeah, no, I I, I know what you're saying. It just makes it a little unclear what you're going for. Yeah. So I just pick a route. Like, either could work, but yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. I think it's fun when you flap around Uh, like a flaily and flavorful tube. Were those all new jokes? Like this week or um, uh, mo- there, the the germ thing? I I tried like a couple months ago, but I kind of left it alone. The other ones. No, I, I I like I don't really have a critique. I just appreciate the fact that like I feel like I saw you last week, and then you came up with like a whole new set this week. I Thank just you. I think that's like that's what I try to do for much much to everyone's dismay. But like that just seemed clean, and like I haven't seen those jokes before, so. Cool. Uh, yeah. Thank oh, you so much. Yeah. 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 Fuck Janesh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna mix it up and uh, give you some compliments here. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, dog. I really think it's funny exploring, explore like redefining dude as a non-gender term. I yeah. Think that's. I think that's really funny. Um, and I think it could set you up for almost like something to come back to throughout a set. Or as if you define yourself as a dude, but it's not attached to gender, mm-hmm. you can kind of like. Um, it's kind of you can kind of use it as a, a shortcut to, to set up or to cut out some setup if, yeah. if people kind of already like know that that's what you that's what show you are. my vagina yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> um, um, also uh, I really think it's funny the um, uh, the contrast between this guy who's golfing and like kind of like wanting to, in a joking way tearing down his wife but it's really because it's sad yeah you can yeah. heighten the contrast bet- or get more specific with it like how he's calling this guy out but like on like really weird things that his wife did to him. Or oh, I see what you're saying. Him. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yay, Thanks, Peter Balmer. Yay. Yay. Your next comedian. You know him. You love him. Clap your hands wildly for Mark Neuer. What up? Cool. So I have a dog. I got this little dog. She's little. She's like two pounds. Tiny, adorable. She's an angel sent from God. But you know what she does? She fucking barks like nothing else. You know what she does? She shits. Do you know what she does? She can fucking tell the future because she knows exactly where I'm going to step when I get out of my goddamn bed. I should have named her Peeve. Cause she's a pet. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, I posted that on Facebook and never wrote it in my joke book notebook. God damn, it's a good save. That's why you gotta stalk yourself on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. I never understood the the song by Mac Dre talking about being in the building. And feeling yourself. Well, all of a sudden, I start telling jokes in front of people and getting stoned, and I'm grabbing my chest like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I fucking, I, I, it's a spiritual awakening, that song, really. It's like, oh my God, I am in the building, and I am, I'm fucking feeling myself. Fantastic. Some chuckles. Doing good. My mom had a stroke last week. She's fine. They were minor. <laughs> she had three. They were minor. She's fine. At least the stroke face will cover the resting bitch face. 
at least Janesh could smile about it because she fucking can't anymore. Looks like a fucked up Two-Face, you know? <laughs> From Batman. <laughs> you seen Batman? Imagine that's my mom. <laughs> she's fine, Janesh, she's fine. She's dead. No, she's, she's fine. She's like half of her's dead, you know? Half's all right. No, she's dead. She's fine because she's dead. She doesn't care. My mom loves that joke. She shared it on Facebook. She really did. From the grave. Do you know they have Wi-Fi down there? <laughs> Holy shit. Fantastic. You're really funny off the top, too. You know that? You said some really funny shit just like off the top. That was amazing. I was up back there giving you a, a praise and everything. Like that fool? It's funny as fuck. That's written. Come on. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some joke workshop on that one, please. <laughs> fuck, my horn never gets a laugh. And never, ever, ever, not one time have I ever gotten a laugh off that fucking horn. Hitting the jewel is written as well. <laughs> it's written. Fuck yeah. I don't like doing this. <laughs> Referring to looking at my notebook to do my last joke. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't be a dad. I can't. I am a dad, but I really I can't be one. Really can't be one. It's not something that I'm really. I just I haven't I haven't gotten addicted to ketamine. You know I haven't, and I don't know if I want to yet. You know I've never had like a, I've never been on like a a coke fuel fueled adventure with a hooker. You know, for seven weeks never. I how. 18 years? I can't even not masturbate for more than a few hours. All right, cool. Mark Neuer divulging his innermost sacrosancts. Uh, I would develop a joke for yourself that goes something like this. I'm so high, and then you make everybody say, how high are you? And then you say, I'm so high, and then you riff off the crowd and say ridiculous things. I feel like that would be, you turned it off. There's an on-off. That would be there, really yeah. fun. But I feel like that could work for you just as like a strange riff because you could like get everybody into it and be like, come on, fuck you. I'm so high. How high are you? I'm so high and made you turn it into a musical. Sing or yes. Whatever. Yeah, but I feel like, I just feel like that could be like a, prem well, as you were doing things, I'm like, I, that could be a good riffing premise for you. I am really high. Yeah, no. How I am how so high. <laughs> All the weed you smoke right, if you smoke, you smell right now, that's, this back studio. <laughs> Fucking don't go back there. Okay, comments for Mark Neuer. Uh, I I kind of, I didn't think that the, the joke about where you said that Ian was funny, uh, I thought that one wasn't really believable. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I should rewrite, should the, is it, do you think it's the writing structure? Is I think it, it's, there's a quicker, maybe, maybe it's the principle of threes. I should have went, is, I went Ian, Ian Peter Bomber. Ian is not funny. And okay. Maybe that, and nah, nah. <laughs> he was roasting me earlier. It's okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> with, the, with the feeling yourself, choke. maybe it's because I've seen you do this a couple times, but like... I know you're not actually doing this like organically in the moment. Like you're not actually like I want to feel like you're doing it for the joke. And I feel like no, I'm not. All right. Well, never mind then. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Then I have no <laughs> feedback to give. <laughs> no, no, it, no. Do, do you think it doesn't look natural? Well, it just it feels I don't like know how you, to do it more you start going like this because you're going to tell a joke. Like you could say that like if you do touch your chest a lot. Did I do it that quick? As soon as I touched my chest, I did it. Yeah. You're, That's you, a pretty quick fucking reaction time. 
Yeah, I don't know. It, well, it feels like what you're trying to say is that like you're high, and when you're high, you like touch your chest a lot. But yeah. And it feels like you start touching your chest, like not because you want to, because you're high, but just maybe for the sake I of should. Joke. Do you think if I started it, if I can recognize that I'm doing that, because that's what happened. I recognized that I was doing it. So I recognized that I I started doing uh, if it was that quick, Jesus Christ. But I recognized that I was doing it, and it clicked in my brain. Tell that because I fucking didn't really look at my notebook before I got up here. Like I half looked at it. Yeah, so okay. I'm up here fucking shitting my dick this whole time. So I think if I if if I because I want to use that bit right. So yeah. I think if I preface it with. Uh, does anyone else smoke weed? I have that joke, right? I talk about uh -huh. my retarded brother. He's not retarded. He has a lazy eye. And then I, I'm probably already doing this. I'm, I'm probably already, already doing this shit. So then if I talk about like the, the, the joke of it, because I'm already, I just talked about how high I am, right? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, would I like this advice. It actually worked for me. And I would, I would avoid blessed. shitting your dick also. You have, I think you have one minute. You're running yeah. out of time. You have one minute left. Should I? Um, uh, just to, uh, uh, you could also be like, where am, if you're ever like, where am I? Uh, or whatever, you pull out a note, just be like, oh, hit Jewel. And like, it can make it scripted. Fuck yes. Um, God bless. Uh, also, um, I think people want to know that it, you love your mom. I think the joke is getting better about it. People want to know that you love your mom, that it's okay. I think you can heighten the contrast between like, this thing happened to my mom and I'm worried about her, I'm scared, but this is how it benefits me. Like, on one hand, this happened, but now... She can be the two-faced to my Batman costume on Halloween. So do I just know? do I sound so, too like sociopathic when I we, say the joke? We know you, but yeah, because well, like, I'm, so, I'm a really a yeah, sociopath like, for make sure. Make people know that you love your mom. Okay, cool. Uh, real quick, uh, I just want to say that first joke. Yeah, uh, just being honest, the funniest part about it was uh, listening to uh, Jufro piss through it. So, uh, but you got a good. This is a safe space. <laughs> Mark Neuer, everyone. Mark Neuer. This is a safe space where we're cool with everybody. I know we're all joking, but let's all remember that we love our next comedian. We bring him up. We love him, and he's wonderful and very funny. And we only make people only make fun of you because you're so funny, and they're jealous. Now I feel like your mother. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. I have a I have a powerful stream. Okay, I don't know. Was it my fault? I can't control it. I can't regulate. I had a woman walk up to me recently, uh, and she said, uh, or we were just talking, and she said, uh, I am undefeated at thumb wars. I said, okay, I challenge you to a thumb war. And she said, no. <laughs> so, well, in that case, I'm undefeated at Muay Thai. Like, that's not how that works. You can't just claim, you know, if you, if you turned out my challenges, you're not undefeated. You're a coward. Okay, that's what you are. That's what I think of that. I'm millennial. Any millennials here? Yeah, people say millennials are the worst generation ever. And to that I say, have you met old people? It's <laughs> not great, you know. Like, what do they always say? They're like, ah, oh, millennials are so lazy. Why don't I go get a job? It's like, us millennials, we're not more lazy, right? The world's just changed. It's harder now to get a job. Like, have you ever talked to your grandfather about the first job he ever got? The story's always the same. So I was like, well, uh, I walked down to the bottle cap factory to see if they were hiring, and they... Uh, made me the CEO every time without fail. You know that story never has the part where he writes a cover letter and does an unpaid internship. Okay, it's fucking bullshit, man. 
It's not. It's not right. It's. It's. They also say millennials complain too much. It's like really. They're like, ah, back in my day, we never complained. It's like really, Grandpa. Like back when you, you know, got drafted and polio, you never once were just like, well, this is a bummer. Like this, this is not great. It's, yeah, everything was just like fucking great. It's, no, I don't think so. It's, yeah, you. I, I guarantee your grandpa was out there going like, if you ask me, they should call it the not great depression. This, uh, this, <laughs> this that's a that's a terrible joke. It's <laughs> so dumb. Uh, they all say millennials are irresponsible. They're like, uh, you know, since we have so much debt and stuff, you know, they're like, oh, this millennials are so irresponsible. It's like, well, you know, you're the ones who told us to go to college and then set the price. So I don't know. I just feel like if you're complaining about millennials being irresponsible, that's like a lion complaining about like lazy gazelles. Okay. Like, you're the ones eating us alive. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's too preachy, maybe. <laughs> it's, I um I think we're a little too quick to judge terrorists. <laughs> no, I do. Like I get it, you know. Like I I understand where they're. I used to be in 4H, so like I get it. I'm just no, I'm not saying it's the same, but it's just like there's times at 4H where I was like, look, I don't know why we're here, but I'm just happy to have the social life. Like I don't. Not all terrorists are like the mustache twirling, you know, the top of the. Some people are just there for like the bowling league. Like that's what. That's you know. What does 4H do? Does anyone know? I was in it for many years, and there were always there was rabbits around. There was lots of rabbits. I think we raised rabbits. I'm not. There's rabbits and trail mix everywhere I went, and I don't know what it had any part to do with anything. Um, my uh, my my parents got divorced uh, when I was uh, when I was an adult. And they were very honest with their divorce, which is kind of interesting. Like my dad at one point told me, he said, hey, and I just want you to know this divorce, it's not your fault, right? It's your brother's. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's all my time. Yeah, I'm done. Yay. Yay. Ian Levy, yay. Comments and stuff. Yay. yay. What's 4-H? 4-H? Does yeah. it, is that not a thing that people I, know? I do. I know what it is. I'm old. 4-H. Okay, so 4... Yeah, I don't I don't know what it stood for. It was it was essentially like Boy Scouts. Uh, it's, essentially, you murder, it's you raise... It's animal husbandry. You raise and murder animals. It's animal husbandry. Okay, And yes. so you like get a cat or a pig. I don't remember murdering animals. Or, that, they were murdering pretty, rabbits. That's, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered. I'm a vegetarian. I yeah, know. I know. So I guess your sect... Usually it's like you, you get a cow and you raise a calf and then you like name it and hang out with it and feed it and wash it and all that shit and then you kill it and then they judge it and then you kill it and then you sell it. And well, you killed your cow twice there. Yeah, that's very sad to me too, <laughs> but that's what 4-H does. That's what 4-H does. That's okay. it. Go ahead, people. Yeah, uh, to piggyback off that, like I don't know what 4-H is either, so either set that up or just like start saying Boy Scouts, I think, because um, it'll have the same impact. Uh, overall, I thought those were like all really good. I, I don't think I've heard any of those before. Uh, maybe, maybe you should listen to me more. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm done. Uh, Son of a bitch! No. <laughs> Are they? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I, I feel like you could add a tag. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, all I was going to say is like at one point, though, I don't know if it was just like in this set, but I feel like you're after you made the Great Depression joke, which 
I thought it was kind of funny. Um, you said it was stupid, and then you're like, I saw your confidence on stage waver. Okay. And so, like, believe in your shit, bro. Mm. <laughs> um. I like the. Um, I really like the um, old people and the stuff that mm. I think there's an opportunity to um, like bring what millennials would go through in a work situation and put it in that bottle cap factory. Okay. Yeah. Um, also with the um, like not judging terrorists or I forgot how you put it. Like, I think that's really funny. I want to hear like about the mundane things that a terrorist would go through. Yeah. Like kind of like in a weird way, humanize them, but you don't have to yeah, like, yeah. You terrorist know? HR. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Good. Or Boy Scouts that like could have been, you know, you guys like made knives one day. Nothing. You didn't know I, I talked for. to people about Magic the Gathering. That is what I. That was my time in 4-H, and but I wasn't I mean, sure what we were doing. To make the premise make more sense. Okay. Like, yeah. That yeah. you're like in this group just because you want buddies, and then you like doing some weird shit, and you don't even know why. Like, yeah. Because yeah, there yeah. is some culty shit, in my opinion, about Boy Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. We would vote on things. There's a lot of point of order, and I second that. And but yeah. like, if suddenly everyone was like, "All right, now you jam this knife into," you would have been like, "Oh my god." Now we now we murder a rabbit and skin it. <laughs> That's 4-H. Um, uh, I think that judging that joke is really good. You need to judge that joke because it is terrible. And you saying it's terrible is perfect. It makes it funny. Okay. So continue. Carry on. Okay. Um, I think the thumb war thing, maybe there's a twist there. Like you had her in a chokehold of some kind. Like you're like, what? You're the best. At, like I, some winning at the end where she's like, there, there's a reason why she didn't want to thumb war you. So it'd be better if I was abusing a woman. Yeah, that, it, was, yeah. it would be uh, hilarious. That would be a, <laughs> oh, you know that joke where well, is you Ian, violently attacking a woman. You violently attacking a woman. We can handle. As well. No, that's, um, no, that's too much. I, I had a tag on that. Was, I've got I've, there's I, a line and I crossed. Yeah, it. yeah. If you no. rape her, that'd be good. Yeah, in the no, front. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, no, no. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Sorry. I I'm had a tag. I had a tag on that same joke. Is that you could say I'm undefeated at like shoots and ladders or Candyland or pick some other dumb. Um, some other dumb game to be yeah, undefeated yeah. at. I don't know. Something silly. You're silly. Um, solid set. Uh, you're super funny. Uh, but I, I just, I feel like I see like two sides of you because like when you host at Mission Hill, like you're so much more like, like upbeat and yeah. like just out there. Um, and then like when I see you do sets elsewhere, you're like much more quiet mm-hmm. and both of them are funny but like no i mean they're 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 both great like i i appreciate both of them but it's just like it's like it's like two sides of you that like you should like just call me two-faced is that what you <laughs> kind of but like but you should like bring them together oh, yeah. and then you'll be like unstoppable you know like fucking like getting like some sort of like superhero because like you're funny when you're like just so out there and then like you're funny when you're like kind of quiet or I don't know like it's solid set yeah All right, uh, Ian Levy everyone yay yay and then yay your next comedian he's a great guy he also hosts let's watch a full length movie on YouTube every Sunday from two to four you should listen you should join you should do all that stuff and right now you should clap it's Mike Spiegelman Just want to do a couple of jokes, uh, try it out, see if I can ground them. Hi, how are you guys? You know, uh, technology fucking up my uh, sex life. There's nothing more disparaging than right before sex. My wife says, Alexa, start timer. 
I know things are good when she changes her Facebook status to getting fucked by Mike. That's a plus. Location, rent control apartment. Not moving. She fucks around with me. She's an editor and she always fucks around and toys with me. So I'll be like, you ready to go? Uh, whenever you want. And she goes, whenever? It's whenever. I can't even tell at this point. I think uh, edibles, there's a certain point in my age where it's not believable. It's not like you can walk around and people don't know, like a lollipop. You ever have a pot lollipop? I, I think I look like Kojak when I'm just like some fat old guy with bad breath walking around the streets. Speaking of which, I just got my prostate uh, exam. Good news, I, I don't have prostate cancer. Bad news, winds up I have a stick of finger in my ass fetish. No, no. I uh, was with my mom and she said, you know, Mike, you're getting old. What are your long-term goals? I said, long-term, small-term. Let's talk short-term goals. Are you going to finish those fries? <laughs> I suck three under the lettuce. I love that. You know, uh, I've, if you guys have ever been to Piano Fight, there's an all-gender bathroom. And I think the best part about an all-gender's bathroom is that now everybody knows I don't wash my hand after taking shit. Everybody. Yeah, you know, I went to a bar and I his partner, what do you want, buddy? I said, I want to drown my sorrows. And the bartender said, Well, you're in the right place. I said, No, man, you don't understand. Sorrows is my cat. I want to drown my cat. Do you know how hard it is nowadays to drown a cat? I mean, you ever been to a hardware store and you're like, one burlap sack, please? They're like, is that for gold? I go, yeah, it's gold coins. Not my cat. I do crosswords. I'll let people know on the bus I don't, can't afford a phone. And finally, I just quit my job at the punk rock modeling agency. Yeah, what a bunch of posers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a tag. All right, I'm Mike Spiegelman. Thank you, guys. Mike Spiegelman! Yay! Yay. I like all your crazy jokes. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I fucking love that uh that Facebook. Uh, oh, yeah. oh my god, dude. That is tremendous. I also think that the uh the high you said something like I, I hid three of them underneath the lettuce. I think you should make that more uh you should you could really like talk about trying to like stash food away from your significant other or fa even a family member. Uh, my my brothers and my dad takes food right off my fucking plate. You gotta hide that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fries are delicious. Fries are fantastic. Fries are good. Other uh, comments from people? I like all your one-liners. I just think slow down and like let yeah. them rest and be. I mean, it's hard in front of a room full of comics when you're running new material, but I got a. Um, I don't know if this works or not. It's because it's, it's got a kind of Rodney Dangerfield thing to it, you know? Like it keeps going. I say that with great. I love that kind of thing so uh i was thinking about when you said the the burlap sack you're trying to drown your your cat, cat at that yeah, point still right so maybe you could say like i need a, i need like a large bucket or something you know and, and, they, and they say what for and you say because i'm trying to drown my sorrows and then they take one look at you and they're like you might need an extra large bucket uh, so, something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. so you go back to the sorrows thing all right i, know, I was just thinking right, that. i was thinking the in those terms <laughs> drown the sorrows at the lows or at wherever you're getting the the bucket to mur murder murdering cats making it funny yeah. <laughs> Mike Spiegelman 
Does anyone else have any other comments? Everybody's good. Clap your hands together. Yay! You're so perfect. They have no comments. Your next comedian. Slap your hands together, everybody. It's Vishal Call. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you. Uh, guys, I'm stoked. I made some real progress in the gym today. Here's what happened. I worked out really hard. I hadn't eaten in a couple days. And in the middle of spray painting abs onto myself, I realized, oh, this narcissism is starting to be a problem. I was a fat kid, and now uh, I look like this. So I will still never like the way I look. Okay. People comment about the way I look a lot. They're like, oh, I feel like you could be in movies, man. I'm like, oh, thanks so much, dude. That means a lot. They're like, yeah, you could totally be in a rom-com as the funny, diverse friend. And I'm like, all right, dude, why are you trying to put me in a box? You think I just play a supporting role in your life? Well, I think you should try and get her back to you because I know she's the one for you. <laughs> Being Indian means I can be anything I want, like a doctor, a lawyer, or a disappointment. Um... <laughs> My favorite thing about being Indian is that white people try to teach me Indian stuff all the time. People will come up to me and be like, namaste. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to respond. Shalom? I don't know. People try to give me props for stuff like I invented it. They'll be like, yo, love your work on chutney. Love your work on tikka masala. I'm like, I didn't do that, dude. I didn't make those things. Uh, but I do appreciate when that stuff happens, though, because... I didn't know what those things were before. I didn't know. Uh, I grew up in San Jose, went to India one time in the last 10 years. Didn't like it. Wouldn't recommend. It was gross. I don't know why people keep trying to eat, pray, love in India. Here's what India is like. Uh, it's hot. It's stinky. It's crowded. There's poop in the streets. There's dead animals in the streets. There's fires going on. Just go to the Tenderloin. Just go to the Tenderloin. <laughs> I'm going to talk about online dating because I'm a hack. Uh, <laughs> Uh, people, people keep saying that online dating is like fake and you can just lie on it and whatever, but that's not online dating at all. That's just dating, y'all. That's just dating. Uh, I think online dating is pretty good because in two days, Tinder figured out I was trash. I think that's pretty good. It was like, at first, we're going to show you attractive people with jobs, but they weren't biting. So here's stock photos with Russian hackers in the back end. <laughs> I think that means the algorithm is working, though, because it's like, well, he's definitely a programmer, and he has that sort of non-threatening ethnic look that's perfect for the front of a college brochure. That's very long. I need to cut that down. <laughs> uh, I've been going to Whole Foods more. Anyone else fans uh, paying too much for shit? All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Whole Foods is crazy because they trick you into buying like the more expensive, environmentally conscious stuff, right? Like I went in there this weekend, I wanted to buy milk, and I paid three times as much for the organic, dairy-free laundry detergent. <laughs> Didn't know that shit existed, but Whole Foods knew I needed it. I walked out of there being like, regular detergent, that shit is for poor people. Let's go. I think baseball is the best sport. Uh, if you like uh, drinking for four hours and watching sports for nine seconds, <laughs> and you're still healthier than the players. Uh, I don't understand people that don't do drugs. No, fuck that. Grow up, do drugs, and live with trauma. Live with the trauma of doing drugs. Guys, I did uh, acid once, and I think I fucked uh, everything up because six months later, we got a real estate agent as president. <laughs> I think those two are tied. I don't know how to dimension leap back. Uh, finally, I work in tech and I get paid a fair amount of money and I do it because I want to make a difference in someone's life. 
that person being me. All right, thank you. Vijay Call, everyone. Vijay Call. Yay. I only have one comment, and that is ditch the phone. Yeah. Ditch the phone in your hand. Funny jokes, just memorize them, and then it'll free you up to take your time to like breathe with your jokes and stuff, but yeah. you gotta ditch the phone. Uh, rom-com setup was good. I, I like didn't expect you to take it down that road, so I, I thought that joke was good. Um, the bit about people coming up to you and complimenting you on Indian stuff, I'd be careful with that one because it, like, at least to me, it reminded me of this one Aziz bit where he oh. talks about people kept complimenting him on Slumdog Millionaire, and he's like, I had nothing to do with it. Um, it's It's not obviously like the same vein but like just be careful with how you craft it because it is like a similar premise in that sense um uh i think what you had at the end there is a good way to tie back into the narcissism about the painting abs like that you had at the beginning i don't know quite how but like you start and end with that same kind of tone right so if there's a way you can connect the two or have it connect all flow through yeah um, two things: the joke about uh, eat, pray, love, and then you you have bullet points for describing India. So I think it would be like to set up the contrast, like you know you have like everyone's eat, pray, love, but India is bum bum bum. You just rattled off a bunch, but maybe if you had it in like that same like three words to describe India in the opposite way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> um, I've never been to India. Um, and then uh, you had a joke about how you used to be a fat kid, and then now you look like this, so you'll never be satisfied with how you look. I get it as someone who, I don't know. Um, you're, you're, you're a good-looking dude, though, so maybe people won't quite you know be like oh i get it I, i'm not i'm not sure why you say that we told to talk about it uh but uh <laughs> but but yeah i noticed that where it's like because i'm so focused on finding like how people perceive me and closing that gap so it, that might be that might be something that alienates people because like what are you talking about you're not you're you're you look fine so I've heard a lot of your jokes before, and because uh, I've just seen you a bunch. But like um, the one about the rom com, it's work. I've, when I've seen it work the best is when you go right from when somebody when you say like that I could be that role. When somebody says that you could be that role, and you say to them, and then you hit it with a short. There was one time where you said, "Go get him, go get him, pal," or something like that. Yeah. Go get her, tiger. And it was shorter. It was quicker. It was straight to it. And if you set it up right, the audience already knows like they don't know where you're going because you think you're gonna like respond in a way of like don't you know because you can almost lead with like don't put me in a box or something like that to where you don't have to say it in between i think the turn is quicker i've seen it work really well yeah. uh same exact thing i yeah i'm glad you brought up that point because i forgot but that's what i was registering as well as like you can trim out some of the fat and it's it would be even funnier because it's already pretty good yeah, on that, on that same one, it might be too many, too much to that joke, but uh, in the rom-com, I think people, a lot of times the, the friend winds up with like the weird aunt or the, the, the exchange student or something. You might be able to like, yeah, she's, I'm going to go after the exchange student or something like that, but I don't know if it'll read. I don't know if people will pick up okay. that that happens in rom-coms, but they always do put yeah. the funny friend with somebody at the end, show some dancing, and they're like, oh, they're going to get together. I don't know. Also, like, watch some rom-coms with some d diverse, like, best friends and, like, like just explore the tropes yeah. that they throw around yeah. and then just use them to play with, bounce off of. Cool. Thanks, y'all.
Any comments from the audience? Any comments from the audience? All right. Come on, someone's got to have a good word out there. Anything, any constructive criticism? We gave it. What's that? Oh, okay, so the answer is no? Okay, well then we'll bring on the next comic. Is that what you're telling me to do? Yeah. Do you want to run the show? Okay. This is my first time running a show. Thanks. What do I do next? Here's some constructive criticism. Shut up. Your next comic coming to the stage. Great to have her. Please give it up for Allison Hooker. What is up, boys? How's everyone doing? Uh, someone told me that the Silicon Valley is the new Wall Street. So I'm just looking forward to the movie, you know, The Wolf of Mountain View. When that comes out, it's just this skinny white dude on a scooter with a backpack and a helmet, eating hella Adderall so he can optimize the user flow. He has seven roommates. I think that'd be a good movie. Uh, but, it, but it has changed a lot. I'm from San Francisco. I'm not going to jump on the boat of like, oh, this place has changed. But it has. I saw a miniature dog walk by me with a Fitbit around its neck. <laughs> I don't know. For me, maybe there's a lot of techies in here. I just thought that was a little too much tech, you know? It's a little ridiculous. Kind of crazy. Um, my boyfriend, his family is from Syria, so he grew up speaking Arabic, and I think Arabic is like an extremely sexy language. So I'm always trying to get, it, get him to like speak it in bed. And he won't, because he doesn't want me to like fetishize him or whatever it is. <laughs> like, dude, I've been with you three and a half years. We live in a studio. I think we're beyond that. But, um, the other day, we were talking about Ramadan. It's Ramadan right now. He's not a practicing Muslim, but I just asked him how to say pig, because that's, you know, haram. You're not supposed to eat that. <laughs> I asked him how to say pig in Arabic, and he goes, Khamzira. And I was like, oh my god. Are you kidding? Like, how many pounds do I have to gain for you to call me Khamzira in bed? Like, am I alone on this? How sexy is that word? I'm not even saying it right. Like, it has that deep glottal sound at the beginning, like Khamzira. Oh my god. <laughs> He still doesn't say it. Um, uh, a friend of mine recently had a baby. She had a baby boy, and I was doing this thing where I was like putting his face close to mine and pulling it away and putting it close and pulling it away, and the kid was cracking up. And I was like, oh shit, maybe I should have a baby. <laughs> I've been on the fence about that. It's like the easiest audience ever. Um, but my friend was watching this, and she goes, oh my god, he's flirting with you. Like, he is such a ladies' man. I thought that was weird. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's a lady's baby. Because <laughs> uh, you guys can understand, like, imagine that turned around, you know? Like, imagine if I had a baby girl and I handed her to you and you made her laugh. And I was like, oh, my God. She wants your nuts. <laughs> she is such a slut. <laughs> Probably make you uncomfortable. It's that little Gerber tramp stamp really gives it away. Disgrace. <laughs> Yeah, a baby can't get a tattoo. <laughs> You'd be like, what's that going to look like when you're old? <laughs> I always thought that logic was really dumb when I was a teenager and wanted a tattoo. My parents were like, what's that going to look like when you're old? I'm like, by that logic, I shouldn't have a face. <laughs> you know? um, what else did I want to say? Oh, my mom called me today to tell me that she didn't get scammed. <laughs> <laughs> she left like a 12 minute voice message um, which I didn't listen to but I called her back and <laughs> she told me how she's not like as dumb as her other old friends she gave me like the whole rundown the whole details how we tried and how it didn't work on her okay just me um, 
I blame my mom for like the way that I am because I had a really confusing childhood, you know, because she's a Christian. And so all growing up, she always taught me that my body is a temple. But then she also taught me everybody's welcome in church. <laughs> so it was like one of those perfect in this room full of men. Hey, that's been my time. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. All right, Allison Hooker. I think it'd be fun to say you kill with babies. <laughs> I kill with babies. Oh, yeah, okay. The contrary. Right, right. Hi, uh, I just want to say I love the thing about the Fitbit on the dog, but I want to know more about that dog. Like, is he on roids? Is, uh-huh. does, he, does he or she have a, uh, you know, a, a eating disorder? What's going on with that dog? Okay. On why it's, uh, you know, training. Actually, it was one of those fucked up pugs that can't even breathe. See th- that I don't see, think should go. exist because they're like living like it's a plastic re- bag over their face. See, there we go. Look, look. <laughs> I was like strangling and like, put it off. It's misery. Yeah. Uh, I think I so I liked all of those. Um, the Humzira I think is really funny. I'm just trying to think if there's something that can be more there about like what would it take for you to say that to me and or something. Yeah. Um, in terms of the baby bit, I think if you can add in the fact that you're like lacking attention or lacking something and the baby's giving that to you okay. I think that would make it funnier because like as a comic it makes sense where you're like oh I'm killing it with this audience but it's like I think you have to add in like that you're not you're not doing as well or some shit okay. along those lines to make it why it's like why that moment was special okay cool yeah <clears throat> a real quick note for the baby tattoo bit yeah. you could say what's that gonna look like when you're young okay <laughs> That's good, right. All right, anyone else? So yeah, we got one more. Yeah, uh, so I like the uh, setup for the tattoo joke, like when someone's like, what's it gonna look like when you're old, right? Because it's just such a judgmental thing to say, and I almost wanted like a little bit more of like a retaliation, like a punch back. Okay. And uh, like the only thing I I could come up with on the spot was like, yeah, it's gonna look like I'm old. Like that's what's gonna happen. Like, what'd you think was gonna happen? Like, yeah. And then just kind of, I don't know, just try to turn the tables. Uh, also, for the baby joke idea, where you, like you're really impressing the baby with this like really easy joke, you could j- afterwards just pick somebody in the audience that hasn't been laughing at the set and just, how's this, right? And just like, why not? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Alex. Thanks, guys. Okay, we're gonna go down the list. Uh, Janessa, uh, right on. Janessa Rayland, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen. What's up, guys? Uh, life update, I just got engaged. Thank you, thank you. Um, and did you just boo? I like that. Uh, <laughs> people have been asking, like, is there a moment you knew when you were going to marry her? And I was like, yeah. We were on a date, you know, sharing an ice cream cone, doing cute couple shit. And she looks at me and she says, I love you more than anything. Super cute, right? Except that shit didn't happen, dude. Instead, she looked at me. She goes, you have three months to propose or I'm going off birth control. <laughs> So I was stuck with the age-old problem. I was like, is it going to be commitment or condoms? And I was like, I'd rather put a ring on it than a rubber, baby. Let's do this. (laughs) And uh, I actually, I truly like being engaged uh, because she's really dope. And also, I'm horrible at being single. 
and I think that's because I grew up skinny with no confidence. Like, you know how hard it is to pick up a woman when she starts a conversation with, I am so jealous of your figure. <laughs> I, uh, I went to college so one day I could tell jokes for drink tickets. And uh, after I graduated, I spent a year teaching English in Turkey, which was really dope. But I was 22 years old teaching college freshmen. And that is not a job that any 22-year-old should have. <laughs> like, there's no difference between a 22-year-old and an 18-year-old. Maybe the 22-year-old can drink more Fireball without throwing up. <laughs> That's about it. Um, but no, it was really dope because Turks are like really warm people, and they refer to teachers as hojam, which directly translates to sensei. And I don't know if you guys have ever had a grown ass man call you sensei before, but it feels awesome. <laughs> well, uh, these students, like, they're not like American 18 year olds. These kids are more grown. Like, they have stress on their face, like, they owe taxes and shit. And a lot of my students were chain smokers. And our f class period was 50 minutes long. And about 30 minutes in, they would be freaking the fuck out. Like, they'd start shouting, like, Hojam, take a time out because if no smoke, head is going to. And I was like, hey, man, why don't you just settle down? It's only 20 more minutes. We'll take a break after that. He's like, okay, I understand. I have model bro. We take early time out, I give you two. I was like, yeah, that's all that was missing from this shit was a bribe. <laughs> like that was, that was the logic he was headed down. Uh, and they love using the phrase inshallah a lot, which just means God willing. And you usually use that phrase for important life events like inshallah, I'll get this job. Inshallah, my child will be healthy. Inshallah, we make it to in and out before it closes. Like important things. But my students would use it to get out of doing shit. Like I assigned a paper. I was like, oh, all right, guys, this is due tomorrow at 3 p.m. You'll have it at my desk by that time, right? They're like... Inshallah, teacher, it will be done. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's due at 3 p.m. They're like, okay, Allah will decide when it is due. <laughs> All right. I, um, I live in an old building, and my building is managed by a 90-year-old woman named Mona. And many of you are wondering, like, hey, isn't that pretty old to be managing a building? Uh, you're goddamn right it is. <laughs> And Mona doesn't give out her cell phone number to anyone. Instead, she gives you her pager number, and you have to call the pager, and she calls you back from a block number. And yeah, that's strange, but I feel like if you grew up during Prohibition, you'd have quirks too, you know? And whenever she calls you back, it's from a private number, and she answers with, this is Mona, which is not, not a weird way to start a conversation. Um, our building kept having packages stolen, which was an issue, but instead of hiring security team or putting in cameras, Mona decided to buy a baseball bat, which is pretty wild because that's the only sporting good you get if you're really into the sport or you just live in a bad neighborhood. And one day I was walking out of the elevator. I see a dude wearing a ski mask grabbing as many packages as possible. So I yell, hey, man, stop that shit. And I push the elevator button to go back up because I'm a bitch, dude. This is not my fight. 
Luckily, out of the corner of my eye, I see Mona gliding across the floor like a geriatric Avenger. Bat in hand, swings, hits this dude right in the head. He's on the floor crying. She takes off his mask, and he goes, Lady, who the hell are you? And she goes, This is Mona. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and Come on. Thank you, Jeanette. Who's up? Who wants that? Here we go. All right, I, so I, I like it. I had a I had a couple ones, which is a uh, beginning joke I liked a lot. I, th- I don't even think you need the cutesy setup. I think you're just going for the joke immediately. Okay. Like just like going for the line where she says like you know if you fucking like I'm gonna get off birth control if you don't. Fucking yeah. Pose. Like that shit. Yeah. I think that's funny just to get to immediately. Okay. You might get a bigger laugh. Um, since I, I had a, an idea, maybe just working like a pop culture reference because like you know I, I don't know and like at least for me I associate with like Karate Kid and shit like so if you want to yeah. throw like a master fucking whatever his name is. Uh, in that movie or like a I was I went to Miyagi immediately yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly Miyagi that'd be good and then also I think I don't know if this would be too much of a stretch for the last one but like also with the, uh, the the God willing joke too you could be like the next thing is like are you saying Allah ate your homework <laughs> oh that'd be funny yeah so okay. that might step on some toes well exactly yeah um, yeah. So with uh, when you're talking about your landlord, yeah, um, Mona, like I might I might not just be good at listening, but I want like a clear emotion or attitude. For okay. Her. The way that way when you bring her back in, you know exactly how to play with her, and we know exactly how to like respond okay. to what she's doing. We can imagine a little bit more, yeah, maybe a little bit more texture there. Um, also, when um, uh, you did the accent and you said if no smoke, uh, head will boom. I think you just say if. No smoke, head, boom. It's yeah. just, it's got more of like, you can okay. cut that down a little bit, trim a little bit of that. Um, also, the difference between 18 year olds and 22 year olds, STDs, uh, quoting Freud, like, just kind of like, what, oh, yeah. what bullshit do you do in college in those three years that, like, is supposed to make you some profoundly different person? Yeah. A 22 year old, like, knows how to handle HPV. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, also, I noticed that when you said I got engaged, yeah. we all started clapping at the same yeah. time. I think if you catch people in that, like, they're about to put their hands together and you just boo it, you boo it. Yeah. I, I, I think if you're like, I just got engaged, everybody's about to clap and you go, boo, like, trying to get the audience to boo you. Yeah. Then it immediately puts it in a place where it's, like, silly. Okay. Because obviously you love her, and you can then respond with "No, I love her." Yeah, yeah. But like, I had to marry her because she said she was going to get off birth control, and then you can just go right. right into it. It might be fun, something fun, yeah. uh, to play with. Uh, yeah, with the Mona bit, I'm like struggling, like what else to like shape around, just because like the payoff's not there yet. But like, ninety percent of that is a real story. <laughs> I think to make make her just a character mm-hmm. that's like easy to interpret. Okay. And then people can be like, I know what Mona. Then you then you can just like okay yeah all right last comment uh just a couple tags uh i tell jokes for drink tickets that bounce maybe mm-hmm. uh the this is mona you were like uh, that's a weird way to start a conversation maybe you'd be like what if i started my set with this is janesh or however you do that voice yeah something like that just an additional tag and then the difference between 18 and 22 year olds the 18 year old hasn't already puked out the fireball or 40 liters of fireball whatever mm. yeah okay yeah like twist it the other way cool yeah. um, alright well, we, we got the next comic sorry about that I appreciate it okay. but thanks very much Jeanette. all right oh no speaking of next comic ladies and gentlemen will you please give it up for Dan Lewis yeah. uh, hello how's it going same last name all right same last name cool no that's okay I'm happy 
any room full of 30 or more people, there's even odds that somebody's loose. Anyway, uh, so let's see. Uh, Game of Thrones is over now. Um, I did watch the whole Okay, yeah. Game of Thrones fan over here. I did watch, I did watch the whole thing, um, although I, re I got a little less interested in it as time went on. And I think I had to admit that this is because the gratuitous nudity kind of went down a little bit. And I had to, I had to admit that, that I was kind of relying on that a little bit. I know this because like, over the last couple episodes, I kept pausing it when the dragons would fly over, hoping to catch three or four nipples, you know? <laughs> so uh, you guys know what The Stranger is? You ever hear of The Stranger? Right? Not the existential novel, The Stranger, but the existential low point in life that is sitting on your hand until it goes numb. <laughs> so that when you masturbate, it feels like somebody else is doing it. Uh, it's a, it's, it works pretty well. It doesn't totally work for me because, uh, you know, I mean, it does feel like somebody else, uh, but uh, I happen to be straight, and uh, whoever the stranger is, I can tell it's a guy, you know? He's got pretty rough hands and uh, hairy knuckles. I can still see. I need to come up with some solution, though, because it's not my girlfriend's favorite thing to do. So uh, what I do now is I sit on her hand before she does it. So that way she doesn't have to feel like she's doing it. Sometimes I'm feeling in a voyeuristic mood. I'll sit, uh, sit on her hand. I'll also sit on my own penis and just watch, you know? It's kind of nice. The other day a friend said to me, he said, hey, gun to your head, favorite candy bar. What do you say? I was say this is this actually made it tougher for me. You know, this, this is actually more tricky because if a guy actually had a gun to my head, you know, I really wouldn't. You know, the last thing in my mind would be naming my favorite candy bar. You know, I, I would I'd be trying to name his favorite candy bar for sure. <laughs> when did we get to this point in the gun culture where it's where we're holding guns to each other's heads over candy? You know, I remember when we used to knife each other over our favorite candy. Okay, uh, <laughs> so yeah. But, uh, Climate change looks like the uh, solution might have to be that we move to Mars. I think this is a pretty shitty solution because uh, the environment on Mars is way, way worse than it is here, you know? And uh, imagine if we did move to Mars and then, like, a couple generations go by. Imagine what it'd be like to try to explain to our grandkids why we're there, you know? It's like, why do we have to leave our home planet, Grandpa? Well, yeah, because like, over the course of about eight decades, it got three degrees warmer. It was a real hellhole, let me tell you. So we had to come here where it's negative 100 and everything is one color. <laughs> yeah. But you know we're going to fuck up Mars, too. We're going to find something in the ground. We're going to dig it up. We're going to burn it. Pretty soon the place will be negative 97. We'll have to get the hell out of there. Okay. Now, I was talking to a friend the other day, and uh, you know, I was kind of depressed. And my friend said, you know what? Sometimes you're your own worst enemy, Dan. And this always makes me just feel worse, you know? Because <laughs> what it kind of says, if you think about it, is that... Uh, I don't do anything important enough to have more impressive enemies. You know, just try telling this to Batman, you know? You got Two-Face, Joker, Riddler. Batman, no matter how hard he is on himself, he can't be any more than his, like, fifth worst enemy. You know? Yeah. That one's not going to work. Okay, there it is. So let's see. What do I want to do here? Yeah, so uh, I was reading up on uh, sainthood the other day. You know what the devil's advocate is, where this term comes from? This is a person appointed by the church to argue against the canonization of somebody who they're trying to make a saint. Uh, this has to be the losingest job in the history of the world, you know? This is, like, this is like being on the Washington Generals, the team that's paid to lose to the Harlem Globetrotters. This person's like 0 and 7,000 in this position. And also, it's, it is about 0 and 7,000. There's been about 7,000 saints, which means there's been like 14,000 miracles because they have to prove that they did two miracles, you know? It just seemed less impressive to me that there's that many. You know, I feel like there should be fewer miracles than there are people who have bowled 300, you know? Uh, anyway, I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dan Lewis. 
I didn't hear myself. Hey, Dan, good stuff. Um, Thanks, buddy. For the for the candy bar one, you said, uh, well, when a gun to my head, I don't think I'm thinking, like, like, what's your favorite candy bar? When I have a gun to my head, I'm not thinking about a candy bar. Instead of just repeating that, you should say, like, when I have a gun to my head, I'm not thinking about specific, like, not thinking about Almond Joyce. Like, I think it's just, like, a development of the initial, well, the sentence that came beforehand. Yeah. Or just, like, saying something specifically instead of saying the same second half of the sentence again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. just what came to my mind. I have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yeah, sir. That was great. Um, I think the part where you you say that your girlfriend sits on her hand uh-huh. is so funny. And I think it's like really funny because, first of all, it just comes out of nowhere. Uh, and so I think you, there's, like, there's more than one joke that I think you can kind of like tease out of that maybe, like okay. linger on that for a second, because that one really caught me off guard. Okay. Um, and... Uh, the part about the knifing each other for candy, I think maybe it would be better if you sort of said something like, you know, in Europe, they knife each other for candy oh, or yeah, something like that's that, where there's better, like yeah. more gun control or I something. I like in Europe, yeah, uh, that's better. And then uh, <laughs> I think the fun, the part about the devil's advocate, uh, I feel yeah. like instead of being saying that they're 0 for 7,000 or whatever, you could say something like, you know, what does it say about you if the devil's advocate wins? Like, yeah. if you're a, supposed to be a saint and like the yeah, devil wins, you're like, oh shit, I thought I had a good life, but like, <laughs> I guess the devil won that like one. Like one of these days they're yeah. gonna win one. Like yeah. where do you go? Do you go to hell in that case? You go like sainthood or? That's something to think you know. about. I've been making that, that one has never worked and I've been making it, sort of forcing it for yeah. a long time. Not a long time, but I don't know. Might drop it soon. I don't know. I like that. All right. Love the Batman joke. The oh. all the worst enemies thing. That was hilarious. Yeah, can't, yeah. Um, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like enough people know what both versions of The Stranger are, the sex move and the Camus novel. Yeah. You could, I don't know if there's a direction you want to go in, but you could merge them. You could be like, have you guys heard of The Stranger? It's an existential novel by Albert Camus where he sits on his hand and turns himself off. <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're going. It's great. It's a book about, yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Hey, love to sit on the hand, the whole thing. Only the thing I, I thought was... Uh, the part where you say something about like I know this is a guy's hand like instead of saying it's a guy's hand say something that like the evidence this is a guy's hand like this whoever's hand it is they you know whatever have calluses or, or, or oh so don't go straight to the guy to maybe the just guy. go say something whatever that, this is you know rough hands something that's What's obvious, going on here? yeah something that, <laughs> that's obviously alluding to this is a guy instead of just coming out saying it's a guy Okay. Or say like this is one hairy lady. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 She works yeah. in construction, maybe. Yeah. That's see. That's <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, hey. Thank okay. you so thank much, you. Dan Lewis. Yeah, thank you. The Camus, the stranger. All right. Very excited to bring on your next comedian here at Joke Workshop. We please give it up for Kyle Morrissey. All right, how's everybody, well, how's everybody doing? All right, <laughs> the room just tilted one way. Uh, all right, happy to be here, happy to be doing comedy. I used to be a professional drunk driver. Um, you know what they say, like you get pretty good at something when you do it every day, so um, I got paid for it uh, until one of my Uber passengers reported me, so. Oh, let's see, um, anyone here, anyone here try meditating? Yeah? Cool, cool. Just want to relate to the audience before I go back to talking about myself. Um, I was uh, meditating today. I, I, I play those YouTube videos, and then I just pop my headphones in and close my eyes. 
And it was a guy with a lovely British accent, and he was talking to me for like 10 minutes, you know, breathe in, breathe out, like focus on the noises around you. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Tony Robbins came on, and, he, and Tony Robbins started talking to me. I was like, this is a little weird, more uh, motivational than spiritual, but I can, I can work with it. And uh, Tony Robbins was uh, telling me how, you know, not to focus on my past and, uh, and how I can do anything if I set my mind to it. And then finally, he was like, and for $199.99, you can buy my motivational course. And I looked down, and that's when I realized that the meditation video ended like five minutes ago. I'd just been listening to an ad for a Tony Robbins course. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was trying to focus on self-acceptance, but YouTube tried to sell me self-improvement. So... Um, let's see. I, uh, I got in trouble at work, uh, one time because I, uh, I didn't want to wear a Futures female t-shirt, uh, for a group photo and people called me sexist, but it wasn't about that. I just don't trust a group of people all wearing the same t-shirt. That's it. Uh, it's creepy. Um, I'm a lot older than I look. I'm, uh, I'm 43. Um, and, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not. But, uh, but, uh. I, I got some friends approaching 30, and they're freaking out. And um, like when I talk to them, they're like, "Oh, like I can't believe I'm about to turn 30." And I'm like, "Why? Did it only take 15 years or something? Like, <laughs> like that'd be pretty crazy." Uh, I mean, if it took you 30 years to turn 30, it sounds like you're right on track. Um, if you were born in 1990 and you're 45 years old. Like, I'd be freaking out. That would be a cause for concern. Um, come talk to me then. Uh, let's see. I, uh, it's an interesting time to be doing comedy. Um, you know, there's a lot of other white guys doing it. And so people like to remind me how white I am. Uh, I just feel like the politically correct term is pale. Um, or cracker. Cracker is a good one. Um, do you guys know where the term cracker came from? Okay, for those of you who don't know, it came from um, the fact that the slave owners use whips and they'd crack a whip. Um, so it's kind of hard to be offended by that slur when growing up, all I wanted to be was Indiana Jones. All right, all right. Uh, let's see, we're moving along here. We're moving along, we're workshopping. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> let's see, I feel like a lot of things are more complicated than they need to be. Uh, I don't feel like multimedia is a real word. Um, when was the last time multimedia was any more than just a picture in Photoshop with some words on it? Like, uh, every time I'm about to finish a project in Adobe, I'm not like, this is multimedia. I'm like, this is a JPEG. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going away now. Don't, don't go away. Let's, uh, anyone have anything for Kyle Morrissey? No? Anyone want to hit the mic? Yeah, so I don't know what that means. Hey, dude, don't be afraid to tell that cracker joke in front of black people. That shit is hilarious. Dude, black, black people will love that joke, dude. Thank you. I'm telling you. Thank you very much. Uh, I just had an idea. I thought that the idea of the uh, meditation video going to a Tony Robbins yeah. uh, commercial, all right, sorry, uh, yeah, I guess an ad uh -huh. on YouTube uh, is a funny spin. Like, I, I can see, like, the irony in that. I think it's just, like, a matter of framing it. Because... To me, like meditation is about like trying to reach like a certain level of egolessness, mm -hmm. right? Like you're just trying to like let go of your ego, be egoless. And Tony Robbins cannot be any more the opposite of that, right? Everything he teaches is like you're fucking great, 
this pure ego and it'd be funny if your reaction to the meditation videos like you really you're like oh this is fucking amazing and then you realize it's not a meditation video anymore <laughs> it's tony robbins hyping you up i know i'm not a fan i'm just saying yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks uh, I thought it was all good stuff. Just the the t-shirt joke, I think it needs like a tag or a little bit more. Like, why do you feel that way? Like, do are people who all wear the t-shirts, same t-shirts, are they in a cult or something? I don't know okay. what you're thinking, but you okay. you know how to do it. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Joke Workshop. Let's bring on your next comedian. Very excited to have him. Will you please give it up for Wild Figredo? Hey, what's up? Can I do some, uh, can I work on some impressions for you guys? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I'm glad that you're excited about it, man. <laughs> uh, all right, check it. I'm going to do an impression of uh, John Mulaney because he's one of my favorite comics, all right? Uh, this dude's already doing an impression by looking like that, but <laughs> I'm going to do a real impression. So uh, check it out. So here's how you do an impression of John Mulaney. All you have to do is you got to say some shit and then say that your wife has the complete opposite opinion, all right? All right, so I'm going to do it. He's just going, I like Asian people. My wife does not like Asian people. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this next impression is an impression of me if uh, I was never bullied. <laughs> What's stand-up comedy? <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Uh, everyone have a good weekend? Yeah? Yeah? Come on, did you? I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. me neither. You wanna know what I did this weekend? I went to a gay frat party. Yeah, I went, <laughs> well, I went to a gay frat party and I passed out drinking. Yeah, that's not what you want to do, you know, because these are gay frat boys. They're immature and shit. I woke up, they had drawn a whole bunch of foreheads on my penis. Yeah. I'm gonna wait for that door to close to tell this joke. <laughs> you know, people always think that they can trust me when in reality they shouldn't trust me at all. Like the other day, I was at this bar, right? And this girl who I never met before in my life comes up to me and she's like, hey, there's this really creepy guy hitting on me. Can you pretend to be my boyfriend so he'll go away? And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, of course I would do that for you, even though I've never fucking met you before in my life. So anyways, a little bit later, I see her there at the bar and there is this guy just aggressively hitting on her. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, asshole. That's my girlfriend. How about a three-way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys think that a pedophile ever has sex with a pregnant woman? He's like, this is almost what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think that the primary purpose of your pinky toe is to periodically check if your furniture is still hard. And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, had a, I had the most millennial, upper middle class suicide attempt. Yeah, I locked myself in my garage with my car on and then I realized, ah, uh, I drive a Tesla. <laughs> my life sucks. Yeah, you know what they say about millennials? Behind every great millennial, there's a woman. 
pegging him. And <laughs> you guys know what that is? Thanks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, just, uh, I had a good week. I went to Disney on Ice. Do we know what that is? Yeah. yeah, that's when you go to Disneyland, high on crystal meth. And <laughs> uh, just kidding, I don't know. Uh, I got to watch this week. I got to watch The Wolf of Wall Street with my parents and my, you know, my old folks. And it was so awkward, you know, because all the sex. But I tried to ignore them and just watch the movie. So, oh, damn, I like that. Joe, come on, man. <laughs> my parents are cool. They moved. They moved here from India as teenagers. They moved here with only the acne on their back. And uh, no. I'm, Man, I want to end my set strong, but I don't have any other joke I want to do. So, what's up? Bye. Why well, Figueroa? Uh, Holy right, so shit! Your, set of the your night. John Mulaney impression is awesome. I like it a lot. I want to see you do it, it like two more times. Yeah. Say two more. Give two more examples of like use the rule of three on that and like give yeah. two more examples of like John Mulaney saying something and his wife disagreeing because I think it's funny and I think you can milk it a little bit more. Um, also, um, the um, the setup for passing out at a gay frat party is great because it builds so much tension. It builds a lot of tension because the mind is going. Everybody's mind's going to you getting anally raped, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's what, what? that's what that's where everybody's <laughs> mind is going. What so you, you have an opportunity yeah, to like yeah. break all that tension and get a big laugh. But like, either I think what you're setting up in that what you're setting up is that um, gay men are just gonna are just like straight men in the sense that they will like take advantage of somebody in that context of being a frat boy. Uh-huh. But I think what would be funny is if it goes completely the opposite and then you like, then you can use it as, as an opportunity to just like be like, I like gay people or they're really nice or whatever, you know, like, yeah. Oh, instead of like them drawing foreheads on your or penises on your forehead, forehead in your penis or whatever. Um, you'd be like, they got me home really safe and took care of me or like something that's like, yeah. you know, that takes it mm-hmm. the opposite of where we think it's going to be. You know? What's up? Yeah, uh, good points. I like your style a lot. Uh, I think for the jokes that maybe didn't hit as hard as you wanted them to, maybe you could switch up the delivery a little bit. I felt like you mm-hmm. were kind of uh, hitting it with the same energy, and you're like really high energy, which is awesome. But maybe do it with like the opposite energy when you hit those punchlines to see. Okay. It's just a thought. Yeah, but try it out. Yeah. Good job. I just got that, 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 that's it. Like <laughs> right, that's it. I, 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 I've never seen you before, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I enjoyed it. Oh, thank I, that, you. That's about it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, why, man? That was set of the night. That's fucking great set. Oh. I, I would even go against opening up doing an impression of a comedian as yeah. your first act because you're a comedian and making fun of comedians on stage it's awkward that doing an impression of yourself saying what's stand-up comedy that's a fucking great opener uh-huh. so I, I love your stuff man uh, right. and, you, and you need writers for your writer room so think of me all right <laughs> all right thank you all right anyone else I thought your joke about uh, you at the when the girl asks you to be your boyfriend mm-hmm. was gonna go two ways. Like either you were gonna just say no, I don't want to be your boyfriend, which I thought would be equally as funny, or that the guy at the bar that was really aggressive was actually her boyfriend. Oh, when you came up, yeah, to yeah. Her. So that'd be cool. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, Wyatt. Next comic coming on stage for Joke Workshop. Give it up for Aaron Lewis. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Pam asked that we start tagging people on Instagram on here. So does anyone want to just take a picture right, like right now? Like, no, come on, come up. Someone, no one wants to get up. There we go. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a picture. Let's fucking. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Fuck yeah. 
let's say fuck yeah together. Or I don't know, just right, or like, oh, Mike's coming up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck on three. One, two, three. Fuck yeah. All right. All right. Thank you guys. Um, thank you for humoring me for like one second. Um, there's a lot of movements that go on through like human history. Like nowadays you just put a fucking hashtag in front of a word and that's a new movement. There was the hyphy movement. Rest in peace. That died when Mac Dre died. Um, I'm trying to start my own movement. It's called the Me Neither movement, where if you do something really embarrassing, even if you do it in front of a bunch of people, you just deny the shit out of it, all right? Like, even if you shat your pants in front of somebody, just deny that it ever happened. Like, let me give you an example. It's like, oh! You ever find a baggie of white powder on the ground and snort it and wake up with a bloody ass? Me neither. Me neither. Never happened. So don't ask me about it. You ever get a blowjob from that person with no teeth in a wheelchair on the corner of Hyde and Turk? Me neither. Never happened. Another story that never happened to me was that I did not snort meth on the Muni. Uh, I got mad at the guy because he didn't say it was meth. I got really mad at him. He said it was the ashes of Macho Man Randy Savage. Fucking asshole. Should have listened to my mom. She always told me to not to listen to strangers. And she always told me I'd make it to the big city one day. And look at me now, Mom. They got a McDonald's here. And they got one, they got more than one titty bar, and you don't work there, Mom. <laughs> they got more titty bars that I can actually go to because they haven't caught me jacking off in your office, which is the janitor's closet. Because my mom's not a stripper. She's just a janitor at a titty bar. <laughs> uh, that was dumb. Um, somebody had to try to have an intervention with me recently. They said, Aaron, you think too highly of yourself. All you do is get drunk at shitty bars and say shitty jokes. And I thought about it for a minute. And I replied to them, Grandma, you better shut the fuck up. All right? I'm tired of your shit, Grandma. You toothless hag. Yeah, Grandma's dead now. Yeah, I didn't kill her with kindness. Just that random baggie of white powder on the ground I found did the job. All right, that is fucking stupid. Aaron Lewis. 
Um, I really think the idea of like, oh, you moved up in the world. I live in a place that now has a McDonald's. Like that's so just such an unexpected leap because you imagine like, especially somewhere like here, because it's like you expect it to be like, oh, it's the big city, but you're like that's the big leap. I think that's really funny. Also, snorting Macho Man, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's uh, ashes um, is. I think that's just a funny sentence the way you said it um i think i think there's something there with the hashtag me neither but i don't think you need to make it about movements you don't need to make it seem like you're attacking a movement make it about you make it about how like you do fucked up things but you're honest and then when you like confess these things to people you're like oh wait maybe i need to start my own movement called hashtag me neither and then you then you can go and explain i think there's something funny in like setting up that way you just or uh, the the yeah me neither but just set it up a little bit more clear yeah, piggybacking off the me neither. Um, I think this is it's very like ripe for lots of jokes. Um, I thought it was going to be things that you like wouldn't do because you were like, the, like the Me Too movement is all about like galvanizing this energy, and I think the me neither movement could be this like apathetic, like you're just too lazy or like you're just like you wouldn't want to do stuff. So you just have like a whole list of stuff that you wouldn't. You just be like, ah, me neither. Um, also, the the joke about jacking off in your mom's office, I think, you, so earlier, earlier you talked about how she was a stripper, and I think, forget the janitor part, just be like, I was jacking off in my mom's office, and then people can like be like, ooh, jacking off's gross, and then they can be like, what's her office? And then they remember that she's a stripper, and then you jacked off like in the strip club, and that's like... Well, she was a janitor at the strip club. But she could, she could just be a stripper, maybe. That's true. I don't know. She could die too. <laughs> That's true. Of your by getting hit with your jizz or something. She can fucking she slipping can, on your jizz. She can when get she's that mopping. random baggy white powder also. Fucking. Well, that's a good note. Uh, anyone else? All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it, Garen. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's keep going. Your next comment coming on stage. Very funny. Great time. Will we please get up for Javon Davis. Hey, what's going on? It's great to be here. Yeah, man. So, uh, holidays, man. I love holidays. Uh, Memorial's Day just passed. That's my favorite holiday because I'm a veteran, you know. Uh, I served in the Navy and stuff like that. But uh, well, one thing about Veterans Day, man, I, I it turns me into a hater. The day turns me into a hater because I do the parades and all that stuff. And I can't find out why, but I just keep getting pissed off at all these old veterans that can still fit their uniform and shit, man. It's this shit don't make no sense, man. I can't even fit the hat from my old uniform. This motherfucker's got the whole getup on. It's some bullshit, man. But I only got one complaint about being a veteran, and that's uh, I wish the government would do just a little bit more for veterans and those who support veterans, you know? Just, just a little bit more, you know? Like, I think they should give a tax break to any woman willing to date a veteran, you know? That... They deserve it, you know. They got to deal with some shit, you know. We've seen some things, you know. It's hard, but I think they should give a double tax break to any woman who blows a vet on Veterans Day. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying, man. Because right now, all we get is free pancakes at IHOP. Yeah. So if I got some pancakes and a blowjob, you know, I might feel a little better about wasting my youth away. You know, fighting for oil and shit. But yeah, I'm married now. Uh, uh, it's kind of good being married because I sucked as a boyfriend. Uh, I can get past that stage, man. Yeah, I, I've been broken up with for like the dumbest fucking reasons ever, man. Like this one girl, man, she broke up with me basically because like she couldn't recognize my potential, you know. But uh, in her words, I didn't have a car. Uh, yeah. 
this bitch had the nerve to break up with me on Friday, right after work too, man. It's like, man, okay, I understand you're unhappy, but bitch, she was my ride today. The fuck, you know? This other girl, man, she broke up with me. Uh, well, first I should probably say I dated a girl with one arm, and but she had a fat ass though, right? She was, she was, she was fine. I used to always help her out and shit, right? You know, help her be with, with shit, but she broke up with me because she said I was stepping on her independence. I was like, yo, independence, bitch, you stepping on my reputation out here. What the fuck you mean? I done lost three friends trying to fucking defend your honor in these streets, man. What the fuck is you on? Them was potential rides. You don't know what the fuck you putting on me. Well, shit, man. Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, I, I work and stuff now and shit. Uh, right now, uh, well, I was kind of confused. I thought I wasn't going to have a job. Uh, I was having a real relatable conversation with my boss, and I slipped up, and I called this white dude a nigga, right? Uh, it, I mean, I got too comfortable. We were, you know, he was like, hey, don't let nobody fuck with your money. And I was like, hell no, nah, nigga. Oh, shit, wait. Uh, almost forgot where I was at. Uh, I was pretty sure he was going to fire me, but, uh, hey, he fucking gave me a promotion. <laughs> you know, what the fuck? Surprised the shit out of me. He looked me right in my face and was like, Javon, you consider me one of your own. That's trust. I need guys I can trust. I was like, well, shit, what's up with some benefits then, nigga? Stock options, nigga? Yeah, speaking of the word nigga, uh, I just moved to the Bay, and uh, uh, I go to this barbershop, and it's in the hood, uh, but this white dude cuts my hair, and, and for some reason, uh, they let him say that word in the barbershop, and I'm kind of confused, like, okay. It kind of bothers me, but I, I do this thing where I, I, I just close my eyes, and you know, he, did, he does a good job, so I'm just gonna pretend this is a black guy saying it, but uh, I'm telling you, it, it, just, it just doesn't have that same thing in it, you know? It just doesn't have that struggle in it, you know? I can tell he's not about that for real. It's kind of like when you hear a gay dude say the word pussy. You know, pussy. You, that, you, don't, you don't fight for that. You've never fought for that. No, but anyway, that's my time, man. I appreciate you. All right. Siobhan Davis. Um, I think it, when you bring up benefits for veterans, it's good. And then you bring up benefits for the people that have to deal with veterans, right? Like, like they're going for like people put up with them. I think that's funny. And then turning it back into uh, something that like is essentially selfish at the end of the day for you because you get it like you're getting blowjobs or whatever. I think it's, I think that's funny. I think it's really funny. I think hiding it, work on it. Um, also, uh, uh, I think there's something funny in the, the bit about um, dating the one-armed uh, lady with the fat ass. Um, be careful about punching down. Be careful about like making it about like her her not having an arm. Make make yourself if that if you're gonna play with that, make yourself uh, like uh, the person who's wrong or idiot or or whatever you know. Like um, don't tr be, be careful making it about like my reputation is at stake because I'm dating somebody. Even if it's that's just I'm just saying it's if that's how it is and that's what you want to do, that's fine. But it's it's tricky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't seem superior. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, thank you, John. John Davis. We are here at a Joke Workshop. We're here until 8 p.m. streaming live on mutinyradio.fm, and we also have a podcast.
Joke Workshop, very popular. We have a lot of great podcasts. Why don't you go to mediaradio.fm, check it out. If you like it, hit the donate button, contribute $5 for PayPal. We have three more comedians, and we have 20 minutes. So uh, I have to apologize for the next comedian because God bless Pam Anders, uh, Benjamin, but her handwriting is out of control. So please give it up for Justin. Right, guys, this is my third time in a row coming to mutiny, not knowing what I'm doing or having anything prepared. Um, so it's gonna suck. Let's have a lot of fun. Uh, I am. I'm worried that my look is kind of confusing, right? Like, um, do I want to die or do I want you to die? I haven't decided yet. We'll figure it out together. Um. Yeah, I do want to try out a couple of things. I wear all black all the time. I'm trying to express myself as, as much as, as I can. They don't sell anything darker. That's a cute joke. Um, I don't think it's going to stick around. Um, I would just set myself on fire, but I'm saving it. You really can only do that once. Okay, that one's better. Um, I'm going to see how much of this I remember. I feel like I feel like you can get away with pretty much anything if you just say what year it is after you do it, right? Like it just makes everything sound so progressive, right? Like I'm going to marry a roller coaster, I'm going to live in my car, sell people paintings of my feet. It's 2019. <laughs> that sounded weird right up until the end. Doesn't that doesn't that help? Um I noticed that uh you know who doesn't have to do that is people who have their shit together. Like no one ever says I'm going to go to school and get good grades and buy a house. It's 2019. It's already cool to do that. Um, I don't know what it is about saying the year that makes it makes weird things better. I grew up in the 90s. We just we didn't go year by year in the 90s. I don't know if you remember. We just go, it's the 90s. We all just sat down 1989. We were like, look, squiggly shit on paper plates, big pants, earrings on men, go. And then you do something fucking weird and people would say, what's your problem? You go, it's the 90s. And it smoothed everything right over. It, I think it broke down in 2000, right? Because you can't say, we didn't, na we forgot to name that decade. We just were, it's the, 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 it's, the it's, two, it's the year 2000, and now it's every year is just weird, weirder shit. I don't know how to deal with it. Um, my biggest problem with the whole year naming thing is you guys are leaving out location, which matters. Like, <laughs> go to the Amazon and find the naked people who've never seen a computer and just be like, it's 2019. Are they going to drop their babies? Oh, shit, I'm supposed to be liberated. I don't need to be raising, but I thought it was like two, three hundred at most. Um, you guys, <laughs> thank you. You guys think medieval peasants were like, what are you taking a bath? It's like the 500s. <laughs> it's 502, just, we all stink. Um, I think Abraham Lincoln did that best. He was like, four score and seven years ago. It was 1776. You could do that back then. It's basically 1776. Let's just do that again. Um, 
Oh yeah, okay. So I'm just gonna when I snap and I finally go on a killing spree, which I'm planning on, um, I'm just I'm gonna go to court and I'm gonna be All like, right. yeah, thank you. I'm gonna go to court and I'm gonna be like, Your Honor, I plead 2019. It's 2019. You can do that. It's fucking fine. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hang on to that bit. It worked pretty well. Thank you. Yes. Um, so um, I hate myself. I work on myself a lot. I've struggled with self-hatred all my life, and um, I've tried everything, guys. I went to therapy. I, uh, I have a spiritual practice. I read a lot of philosophy. I took acid, mushrooms, ketamine, ecstasy, and nothing. none of that works. The only thing that works is to just decide to love hating yourself. I am my own worst enemy, and I'm leaning in. <laughs> Um, I have a phrase here that I'm worried about keeping. I'm, in, I'm, I'm reclining in the plush, cozy softness of self-hatred. <laughs> I think that'll work, yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm doing pretty good at hating myself. It's, it's really, it can be hard to hate yourself, but it's worth it. Because then every act of self-destruction is its own revenge. I'm keeping up with myself in real time. Uh, I, I even hate myself subconsciously. I went to CVS. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I bought the extra thick dental floss. And uh, when I saw what I did to myself, I was like, God damn it. I'm going to make me use all of this. <laughs> kind of hurts to talk. Um, I'm avoiding popcorn, but I do not deserve popcorn. Uh, I ghosted a girl a little while ago for her own good. <laughs> she really liked me. That's not going to work out. I need someone who hates me. You have to have something in common. Uh, is there anything else I can do? Okay, I'm gonna just going to do my suicide joke real quick. Um, someone, yeah, it's ju it gets worse. Um, <laughs> Someone told me I look like my midlife crisis came early. That's wrong. It came late. Retirement plan is what I'm going to call my shotgun. Now, that is, that is a suicide joke. Some people are worried about me. This one girl said, you know, I heard a story about a guy who tried to kill himself with a shotgun, and he missed, and he blew off his face, and he had to live the rest of his life with no face. And I was like, wow, I would try again. <laughs> Who blows his face off and goes, that's, this is much better? I found the problem. It was my fucking face. All right, that's my time. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Justin Carizzi. Yeah, if you like it. We got one more time uh, for one more. Uh, so much. There's so much. Also with the opener. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, like I, I have an interesting look part. It's like pay, play it even, heighten it like even more emotionless, deadpan. Yeah. Just this kind of like what it, we want people to be like. What is this? Yeah. You know, yeah. and then then bring it up because I think it's great. Um, also, the two thousand like what year is it? Is there's so much in there? It's like ending on facts makes you believable. You know, yeah. you just end on a fact, it makes you believable, and like you attach that to the year, kind of thing. What was that part? I mean, like no, no, you didn't say that, but I'm saying like um, that's what it is. Like. You can say whatever you want, but you're convincing because you're ending on this is now. Is that what is that what oh, this joke is about? Sure. Well, yeah, I know. It's just that the words you used were 
confused me a bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little confused. I, I think there's a lot there, and there's yeah, also yeah, you do everything. so you do a self-deprecation so well. Yeah. You do it so well, and the uh, like hating yourself yeah. and leaning into it. That's yeah. so funny. Um, like tie it down with some uh, like that emotion, and it's super super good. Yeah. Okay. It's so good. Awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was really funny. Thank you. Um, in the 90s, you had these little tidbits like the squiggly line plates mm-hmm. and things like I think you can hit that harder and keep going or yeah. like, you know, throwing a hold, musician like yeah. Rod Stewart or some shit where yeah. it gives you visual, but uh, love that. I thought 2019 was great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was going to say rap for white people also. <laughs> yeah. Vanilla Ice. That guy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate right. it. Justin Parisi. Uh, we got one more comedian here. Oh, uh, can I give Justin one more? Okay, sorry. Okay, you better not fucking let go of the 2019. Like you sounded yeah. like you were iffy on it. Don't do I, it. I did it a few times. I was iffy on it. I really like the response. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, you should yeah. definitely. Because there's so much. To, like, okay, if I understand the premise and framing correctly, just so I get the logic, you're kind of saying, like, by saying 20, it's 2019, it implies that like society is more like tolerant and maybe open-minded to things. Yeah. And you are more liberated and get to do whatever the fuck you want. Right. So you could just be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. It's 2019. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or whatever like, it is. Right? As well. Right. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to. All right. Yeah. I liked it. Cause it was like an observational bit that you could see Jerry Seinfeld doing a completely different style. He'd be like, it's 29. No, yeah. but yeah. like, but I'm just saying that you do it with like anger and it's, I like it. It makes the, it makes it better. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That was all really great feedback. All right. Hey, gentlemen, we are down to the wire, but we're very excited to bring on your final comedian tonight. Will you please give it up for Casey Field? Hey, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Uh, this is fun. I did, uh, I've been having a little bit of a writer's block, and so I have premises that I kind of like, eh, they're okay. And then, like, no jokes on them. So <laughs> we can just thank you in advance um, <laughs> for tolerating this horse shit. Uh, so this weekend, um, I, I read on the news that iTunes is officially dead. Anybody, anybody bummed about Yeah, iTunes is, like, gone. They're just going to do Apple Music now, just streaming, which is fine. Uh, sometimes, though, I notice, like, a lot of my friends get bummed out when, like, things like that happen. They're like, oh, no, all my old music I bought on iTunes. I can't get it. I'm just like, you have Spotify. What difference does it make? And, like, people just like getting nostalgic about technology that is no longer innovative. You know what I mean? Like, they, they want to hang on to shit that it just doesn't work as good as what we got now. For, for whatever reason, I'm not even sure why. Like, there's got to be, like, a guy someplace in San Francisco going, you know, you know, I love to fly, but I really miss that freeing feeling you get when you take a horse and buggy to your destination. It's really great. Um, that's a fucking cheesy... Okay. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> I saw this other thing. I'm only I'm only saying I saw this shit on the news because it's true because I'm just fucking dried out of material. So <laughs> I saw this thing on the news that uh, about this uh, preacher that paid like three million dollars for a private jet. Did you guys see that guy, televangelist dude? Oh, yeah, I guess this isn't the crowd. Oh, I yeah. 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 It was a while ago, but he's getting more shit about it now. I don't know why. It is a norm, but um, what makes this one particularly interesting is he bought his private jet from Tyler Perry, 
<laughs> and uh, which I love. I don't have a Tyler Perry joke there, but um, I don't know. I guess like in some ways, like I, I was really thinking about it. It's just like holy shit. A lot of people give. He just seems to me like such a bullshitter, like any televangelist does to me. But like, there's something about hope that they, you know, that those kind of dudes give people that are desperate, basically. And it's almost like it made me think about like praying and how. You're always asking for shit when you're praying. You know, you know, nobody just prays because they, you know, they're just like, hey, God, what's up? Like, it's always like, hey, God, cut me some slack, right? It's always something like, please make this problem go away. It's really just like a technique for success. And it doesn't work. It's like blowing on dice before you roll at the casino. It really doesn't do anything. And I, it, in some ways, I want to be like, you guys are fucking morons. But then I also kind of go like, maybe you're just desperate and I should feel bad. <laughs> I guess that's not a joke. But um, I, uh, I live with a woman. And uh, she's cool. <laughs> We're married and stuff. And... The only problem I have with her recently is she she likes playing mind games with me a lot. Um, the latest thing uh, she likes to do is um, I'm gonna try not to get upset about it. Uh, <laughs> she likes to do this thing where she uh, talks out loud to herself about her problems in the hopes that I insert myself and solve her problems for her. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so like the other day she was just like, oh, you know, oh, I want to go to Disneyland so bad. I'm just so broke right now. <laughs> it just leans over. And I know that's my cue to be like, why don't we go to Disneyland and I'll plan a trip. And I'm just like, and put in my head, because I see the chess move, I'm just like, fuck it. I don't know. I don't have anything else for that. It's just like, why can't you just say what you want? What? I have a question. Yeah. That's cool. Wait, she said I'm broke, and she, that's your wife? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know. We, I, I'm an asshole, and I don't share stuff that good. That's what it is. No, no, I just, no. I'm, also, it's 2019, and she's her own woman, <laughs> and fucking, she has her own money. She actually makes more than I do, but um, but I save. Uh, <laughs> that's I think my time. Thanks. All right, thank you very much, Casey Field, and everybody we've seen tonight here at Joke Workshop. Pam Benjamin. Oh, you? Well, no, we don't have time actually to do it. That's all right. It's we we have, we're, we're, yeah. Why don't you guys take that conversation outside? Thank you so much, and thank you, Shane Kennedy, Evan Montelongo, uh, Pete Romer, Mark Neuer, Evan Levy, myself, Mike Spiegelman, Vishal uh, Call, Denise Rolf, Dan Lewis, Kyle Morrissey, Wyatt Figaro, Allison Hooker, Aaron Lewis, Javon Davis, Justin Carizzi. She put a three. It looks like a three in there. Not a Z. Uh, and Casey Fields for performing tonight. Uh, if you enjoy the show, fucking follow our podcast. It's called Jokes of uh, a Joke Workshop, and it's run by the one and only Pam Benjamin, who had to step out, and I was very humbled to get the host. If you enjoyed it, uh, check out my podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it streams here live, and it's called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. Bye.
sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice lgbtq friendly to sports vinyl to gutter punk MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Listening to one radio station. You need radio doing station? You're turning all, all the others. They are, they are tweeting in on all frequencies and you're keeping them. So just listen to, to one specific six. Saturday into two? Really, the sound quality, quality good and you understand, understand things that's playing. playing. However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stage at the same time. time.
Hey, me and Nearest Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. 